Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 671, recorded live on February 6th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who was munching down on cookies before the recording, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who was munching down on chips, Andy Low High. Yep. Chips, huh? Yep. Now I want chips. <laughs> well, um, you know how Costco has those big, huge um, party bags of chips? I mean, I know that Costco has big, huge party bags of stuff. Well, well, they have big, huge party bags of chips. Yeah. And I was going by, and I saw Lay's Limon flavored. What? Limon flavored chips? Yes. That doesn't sound good. <clears throat> right? No, it sounds amazing. What? Lemon flavored chips. Limon. L-I-M-O. Which is what kind of flavor, Andy? I always thought it was like more of like a lemon lime. Is it a citrus flavor? Yes. On a potato chip? Yes. Of all the foods to combine potatoes with, and there are a lot of foods that you can combine potatoes with. There are indeed fruits that you can combine potatoes with. But like, would you eat? A potato with a slice of orange? Trying to think if there's any actual potato dishes with orange in them. Think about adding, like, lemon juice to your mashed potatoes. What about limon makes it sound like that would be a good flavor for a potato chip? If you can really taste the potato in your potato chips, they're not good potato chips. (laughs) Oh, I beg to differ, sir. I strongly diff like that is the opposite of the truth. A potato chip is at its essence a potato. If you want something that is tasteless and flavorless, go eat a cracker. I'm trying to think if I want to really get into this, but (laughs) on a side note, they also have a chili limon flavored potato chip. So you get spicy Lime-flavored potato chips. Okay. I'm still not on board with this. I mean, I'd try it, but, like, no. I put ketchup on my potato chips. I put mustard on my potato chips. Wait, you put <clears throat> ketchup on your potato chips? And Don't you're knock it. me about weird flavor combinations? Uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> There's an entire industry of ketchup-flavored chips in Canada. It is one of their core flavors. I know. I get dressed chips all the time. (laughs) So don't give me this bullshit about strange food. Do you dip your french fries in ketchup? The answer is yes, Andy. Actually, no. I I don't really dip my fries in ketchup ever. Okay. By you, I mean the collective you, not Andy Lowe. But people... On a general basis, yes. When you order a, a basket of fries, they're like, would you like ketchup? Of course I would like ketchup. Yes, thank you. Do they ask, would you like some lemon drizzle? No. Although the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I wonder if you, like you could put like a lemon reduction on french fries. That would probably be good. And if it's good on a french fry, it should be good on a chip. 
I will say the weirdest thing I dip my French fries in is a chocolate shake. Well, yeah, that's that's the frosty right there. Right. Yeah. And it's it's friggin' good. Like, damn, that is good. That is way better than it has any right to be. And when you do it in front of people for the first time, they get really weirded out. But like you get the salty and the sweet and the hot and the cold and the crunchy from the, the French fry and the like softness. It, oh, God, it's so good. Perfect food. <laughs> and I'm just sitting here, you know, eating dill flavored potato chips and talking about my lime flavored potato chips. And, no, your uh, limon flavored potato yes, chips. Yes, my limon. I mean, I get the lime flavored like tortilla chips. Maybe, maybe. As I said, I'd give it a, ch- I'd try it. I would try it. I don't know if I'd like it, but I would try it. Hi, Andy. Hello, Dave. How are you? Welcome to This Week in Random Food. I mean, that's not a, like, new thing for us. No, no, it's not. (laughs) As you can tell, I just took a drink. What you drinking this week? Oh, it's more Coke. Mountain no, food? okay. Oh, okay. 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 Um, can I add? Oh yeah. Did you, did you want to add to your review? Yes. Can I, I well, there's actually two, two things I want to put caveats on with my review. Okay. Go for it. So, um, last episode I reviewed the Coke with coffee and during my review, I always talked about, Hey, just it, something was off, right? Something was mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because there wasn't any actual um, high fructose corn syrup in there. Instead, uh, well, let's see, what were the two sweeteners that they used? Uh, mm-hmm. Sucralose and asosulfame potassium. Aso what? Asosulfame. A C E S U L F A M E. Okay. Potassium. Okay. Also known as, I think it was called Ace P or Ace K. Yep. Sure. Also known as Ace K. Also referred to as E nine five zero. Um. So those are those are the two sugar substitutes that they had in there. So that's why it tasted off to me because it was with artificial sweeteners. With with other artificial sweet because like high fructose corn syrup is an artificial sweetener. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Like, but non-sugar-based. Yeah, the, the calorie-free sugar substitutes. Yep. I found out, did, did you know, if, so sugar, the sugar molecule, is uh, chiral. It, it has a handedness, right? It, it is, I think it's like right-handed or something. I, I don't remember if it's right or left-handed, but it has a handedness, which means you can make a mirror image of the sugar molecule. This is kind of cool, because your body, your, your taste receptors wouldn't tell the difference, right? It's, the, okay, it's sugar. But your body literally cannot process the inverted sugar. Hmm. Well, that's weird. Yep. Here's the weirder part. If life develops on other worlds, it is entirely possible, in fact, basically random chance, 50-50 chance, which direction life goes and so it is possible that life in other world is the other handedness from what we are and so they would not be able to process our food properly and we would not be able to process theirs 
Well then. So anyway, sorry, you had your your yeah yeah. Uh, so that's that's what's going on. That's why it tasted weird to me is because it had the two artificial sweeteners in there instead of high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. And for some odd reason, I just cannot. You just don't like artificial artificial sweetener, huh? I I just can't. There's something with the taste that I just I can't. You know I've you know believe me I've tried. <laughs> uh, all four of the major ones. Because uh, there's there's equal, which is the blue packets. Sweet and low is the pink packets. So you're talking about like sucralose, xylitol. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they were. Because there's like aspartame is equal, right? Yeah, equal, sweet and low, and Splenda are the three. Equal is aspartame, sweet and low is saccharin, and Splenda is uh, sucralose. And uh, stevia is yes. the other big one. <clears throat> Wow, common artificial sweeteners. There are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sucralose, six hundred times sweeter than sugar. And you know, I, I, heck, I, yeah, I, I've tried to, you know, I've literally tried to do those. And you know, I, the people are like, oh, if you just stick with them, you know, your bot, you'll get adjusted to the sweetness. And I'm just like, okay. So I've tried for like literally two weeks, and after two weeks, it still did not taste right. I mean, it's going to taste different. I know, but people have said, oh, you know, your stuff. Yep. Your stuff will be better. And I'm just like, no, just, no, it's not. No. So that was one. Um, the other caveat from a random review I did. Hold on. Let me find out what episode this was from. Oh, we got to go back now. Yes. Way back. Not way back. Just back. Okay. Let me scroll down the list from episode 200. (laughs) Uh, Episode 651. Twenty episodes ago, Andy. That was half a year. It was only 10 randoms for me. Okay, what did you... Yeah, what did you review? I reviewed the the V2 camera from Wise. Yeah. Oh, right. You, You had an issue with that. Yeah. You were pissed about something. Um, so, uh, we had a wise, we've got the, the tiny cam pro set up. Yeah. Uh, the problem was that, um, if we have an internet issue or wise has an internet issue, we lose access to the live stream of the cameras because it uses wise as the, um, authenticator. So I'm like, all right, well, I know these cameras can do real time, you know, streaming protocol. Yeah. Um, Wise does not have it as part of their main firmware. Okay. They forked their own firmware and released a version with RTSP built in. So cool. I had to I had to go and reflash all the firmware on the cameras, and I you know I set up all the static IP addresses, um, and then I turned it on, and the audio was horrendous. Oh no. Video video was fine. If if you're doing just video, the video looked fine. But if you're trying to do real-time streaming protocol and you're trying to do the audio too, not good. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the other fun fact is that uh, Wise is actually masking their MAC addresses. So they, I didn't the, know that was, that was possible. Like, isn't oh, that yeah. the purpose of a MAC address? 
Well, the, yeah, the purpose of the MAC address is to be a, an individual code for every single piece of Ethernet hardware out there. Right. And MAC addresses are split into two halves. The first half is the company code, and the second half is the individual equipment Device. ID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like they bought their hardware from somebody, and then in the software rewrites the first half of the MAC address to be WISE. Or be listed oh. under Wise, okay, rather than the actual hardware manufacturer. Right. The problem is, is that it seems d- during the flash, the flashing of the firmware, sometimes it, um, when you reboot it, it sometimes it with the, this firmware will or will not put the mask in place over the MAC address. Oh, sometimes it'll fail. Yes. Oops. So sometimes it will. <laughs> Um, show up as the hardware Mac, and then sometimes it will show up as this rewritten mm-hmm. Mac address that Wise has. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a rewritten one. Because the rewritten one, all their software knows the rewritten IP address. Oh. So if you actually go to the app, and you look up your camera, and you say, hey, tell me the device info, and you look up the Mac address, it's going to be the software Mac address, not the actual hardwired one in there. So I had to go through and you know, actually pull up my like my ARP table and figure out the actual hardware MAC address. Luckily, you know, the second half was still the same. The individual ID number part of it was still the same. But pain in the butt. Yes. Very. So super cheap webcam slash like home monitoring cam, but has a has drawbacks, right? Yes. Hey, look, the super cheap camera has drawbacks. Yeah, like, surprise. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the other fun fact is, yeah, trying to actually just look up cameras based off of RTSP, hard to do. (laughs) The real-time streaming protocol? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it's a, like, that there's some giant list. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everybody wants you to, you know... A lot of these websites where they talk about things, they're like, they basically are um, distributors for certain companies for cameras. They're like, well, we think this is the best one. Hey, we sell that one too. Yeah. So it's that. Or people are talking about Wise because they just use it for video and not for audio. And the audio is evidently garbage. Mm hmm. And Wise has also said now that there's a V3 camera coming out, that they've kind of just they're not going to really work on the V2 cameras anymore, mm. especially on a forked version of their own firmware. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, I've gone back to using the, the cloud interface when I'm following Isaac and, uh, we got, we, we got an audio monitor for, uh, Megan's room ah. as the backup slash primary so in case there's ever, from- from the camera, but audio not. Yeah, video from the camera, audio from an actual dedicated audio monitor. So yes, those are those are my updates to my random reviews. Okay. So. Cool. That was a they, uh, messing with all the firmware on the cameras. That was an interesting. That was an interesting evening. I I'm sorry that you had to struggle with it. Yeah. Setting up, you know, 
D DHCP address reservation and I'm, I put the MAC address in it and it's like MAC address not found and I'm like what do you mean MAC address not found <laughs> the MAC address isn't there clearly yeah um cool I mean not cool crappy but should we move on over mosey on over as it were to our list of purchases I mean topics it's only Four purchases. Mm. Well, before we hit the purchases, how about SN9? <laughs> what What is the term? I believe a uh, rapid unscheduled deconstruction. Yes. An RUD. Yep. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a big boom. That was actually a bigger boom than last time. Yeah, because it was coming down a heck of a lot faster. Oh man. Um so SN9, the the newest um well newest launched uh starship from SpaceX, the serial number nine, launched and tried to repeat SN8's flight with a different ending. And in that sense they were successful. They repeated eight's flight, it went up. And it was beautiful during the ascent. It was gorgeous. The rocket was just did what it, you want a rocket to do. And then they turned off the engines one by one. And then they did the belly flop. And it was so cool. And like you could watch the, the fins move on SpaceX's broadcast. And like that was really cool. And they guided it back down. And then they reignited. And they turned. And it turned up. But... um I haven't seen the official reports yet, but when I watched it and they reignited the engines, I'm pretty sure one of the engines exploded. Yeah, one of they um their plan is to have two engines to handle the landing. Mm. And yeah, one of them one of them did not uh reignite correctly. One of them did, which was which was one more than last time. <laughs> No, last time all of them reignited properly. It's just the the pressure wasn't high enough to keep it burning. Yeah, and then they basically engulfed. They, they, they burned out, right? They they cannibalized themselves. Yeah, one of uh, this, one of them. This one of them was actually working as intended, as planned. Uh I I saw debris fly off of it when it ignited its engines. So, like. Yeah, that's not good. That's not something you want to see. What did Elon say about that one? Because he, he popped back on Twitter. Uh, where was it at? He, uh, oh, it must have been on a, on a reply, but he had talked about oh, God, trying to find... <laughs> man, I'm trying to find all this important information, and he's sitting here talking about Doge coins. <laughs> Driving the price up. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what they're going to try and actually do now is um, they're actually going to light um, all three. Coming back down? Coming back down. What, with the expectation that two of them aren't going to work? Like, Well, they, they need two for the landing, as we saw. <laughs> um, so right now there's three of them in there. Mm-hmm. So they they are lighting up the two that are basically on the um below the center of mass, which right. are the greatest below center of mass, so they have the greatest mm-hmm. turn. Yep. 
Um, but now they're actually going to try and run all three again. And then if both of them, you know, light, then that third one that has less of a turning force is just going to shut off. Yeah. But if one of the two main ones fails, then that third one then will just stay lit. Okay, but like we still need to figure out why they keep not lighting or like failing just in general. Like I'm all for having redundancy. That's like that's what you do in space flight. You have redundancy. Uh, but we, we got to figure out what's going on. Probably uh, some very late nights in Boca Chica this last week. Meanwhile, the FAA is going to be investigating the crash of SN9. Which they finally said um, why they were, uh, why SN9 was delayed. Oh, why? Um, because uh, SN8 was launched without FAA approval. Really? Oops. Uh, okay, so this is the FAA statement. Prior to the SN8 test, SpaceX sought a waiver to exceed the maximum public risk allowed by federal safety regulations. After the FAA denied the request, SpaceX proceeded with the flight. As a result of this noncompliance, the FAA required SpaceX to conduct an investigation of the incident. <clears throat> All testing that could affect public safety at the Boca Chica, Texas launch site was suspended until the investigation was completed, and the FAA approved the company's corrective actions to protect public safety. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like they've done a good job of, of making sure things are safe. Yeah, the, the, the SN8 flight proceeded with the launch without demonstrating that the public risk from far-field blast overpressure was within the regulatory criteria. Far-field blast overpressure. The, basically the blast wave. The, right. The sound, the pressure wave, the heat wave. Well, I mean, it's probably a good thing that they took more corrective actions on SN9, given that it exploded <laughs> it, it had a um it had a far field blast over pressure <laughs> uh actually did you see prior to the launch there was a there was a like pickup truck just hanging out in the field oh yeah 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 mary caught that one on the camera yeah <laughs> mary being the uh boca chica gal who I assume works for SpaceX. Uh, no, but like, she, she, I think oh, she just leaves down there. She's just independent, but she lives in the, the village. Yeah, she's one of the few people in Boca Chica who did not sell out to SpaceX. Huh. Cool. Yeah, that was hilarious. That, like, <laughs> sheriff department rolling in and just, you see this pickup truck, like, booking it out of there. <clears throat> uh, photojournalist since 2016. Mm-hmm. When did when did they start out there in Boca Chica? I don't know. God damn that boom. I'm just watching a, a gif of this on repeat. SN9, um I I don't know if it overcorrected or undercorrected or it because the engine just went out, but it did not hit SN8 fell and like the bottom slammed into the pad, but it was it was like perfectly vertical when it hit. SN9 definitely was not. Also, 8 looks like it could have stopped if it had, like, another 20 feet. 9 did not. Uh, looks like 2013 SpaceX 
uh, moved its base to a site in South Texas called Boca Chica Village. Yeah. Way in the southernmost part of Texas. Well, hey, if you're launching stuff, you want to be near the equator. Yep. But, like, we're looking about as far south in Texas as you can get, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Was it? No, I mean, there's still a little bit south of there, I thought. Where the hell did Boca Chica go? There's Brownsville. There's the border. Oh, there's the spit. Nope, it is. It is like there's Boca Chica Boulevard. It is about as far south in Texas as you can get. It is right up to the border with Mexico. Do we have any updated visuals of the area? Nope. There's no updated visual of the area on Google Maps. It's still just like barren plains. Salt flats is what it really looks like. <clears throat> huh. I guess there's a Maria down there who's a retired uh Navy officer who lives in um Boca Chica. Mm-hmm. Her uh her Twitter description is I'm Boca Chica Maria, not a gal. <laughs> <laughs> and Boca Chica's gal's thing is saying, you know, my name is Mary, not Maria. Cute. They're probably like neighbors. They're not many I mean, people are left down there. Assuming Boca Chica Village is this group of houses that I see, there's about like 15 people. Yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, there's 30 houses here. And that's it. That's That's like, yeah, not a whole lot of people down there. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Well, when does 10 launch? Do we have to wait for the FAA for that one? Um, well, they said that uh, SN9 had already implemented everything that was a problem with the SN8 launch, which is why they you know, gave the go-ahead for it. And I think the Raptor engines for SN10 are already... Because they rolled SN10 out, but they didn't put anything in it. Right, there were no engines. It was just yes. an empty shell of a rocket. How do you load the engines into a rocket? Like, like to me, that feels like something you need to do with the rocket on its side. Well, with the launch pads, they kind of just... <laughs> basically just a big forklift underneath, and they just... straight up. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's weird, because when I think of a rocket engine, I think of the whole rocket. But I guess the engine's really not, right? As long the engine is just combustion chamber and the, the nozzle. Uh it looks like five hours ago Starship SN ten receives its final Raptor install. Oh shit. Alright. So it's ready to go probably under like what, one or two static fires? Uh cryo freeze and then static fire test, I think. So the cryo to make sure it can contain the fuel. Yep. The- Static fire to make sure it doesn't explode when it ignites. And then, depending on those, there may be follow-up tests, but then they launch. Pretty much. Once they, you know, get the new software installed. (laughs) After they update their firmware. (laughs) Probably about two weeks. Probably. I expect we'll see the launch of SN10 by the end of February. Mm Mm-hmm. So, in other news of launches yeah um and testing launches and all that other fun stuff um nasa and boeing have said that they're ready or they're going to try and do another test of the sls rocket 
Uh, they said sometime by the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Which is good because um, they're trying to launch. They're trying to launch from um, Cape Canaveral uh, later this year. Um, like as an official mission, not just a test. Well, the the SLS has got the the main launch engine, then it has two, I think, two solid core boosters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks very much like the shuttle system, right? Yes. Um, the problem is those uh, solid rocket boosters basically have an expiration date. Because <laughs> the material in them oxidizes and loses potency over time. Yeah. Oops. Uh, trying to find out where that is, which is funny because they had planned for a you know a a, tw- a January twenty twenty one launch date originally. So everybody built those side rocket boosters basically to be set with and ready to go. Yeah, with the expectation yeah. that yeah. Oops, man. I I have disagreements with Elon Musk, like on a personal level of of how he conducts himself and what he does and how he acts. But like, dude is doing pretty good on this this space launch stuff. Well, though, um, who because when did you that? compare it to Virgin, when you compare it to Boeing, when you compare it to hell NASA's equipment, like the the iterative like the iterative process and the turnaround time that SpaceX is doing is insane. Yeah. In comparison, like. Well, that's part of the reason why people think Bezos trying not to, you know, jump ahead to another topic. Yeah. But um, Jeff Bezos is stepping down from Amazon being the CEO. Right. Which, you know, granted, he actually had technically two junior CEOs who are basically running. One was running the AWS side. One was running the Amazon storefront side. Okay. As the day to day operations. So, you know, he he kind of was already a little hands-off, but now he's actually stepping down from the CEO, moving to the executive board position. But part of the thing is that they're thinking he's trying to push Blue Origin more. But, like, by doing what? Being more hands-on? Yeah. Basically pulling an Elon. (laughs) But, like... (laughs) I... Like... What? I know. Why are the two wealthiest people in the world, like, playing with toy rockets? All right, whatever. Yeah, sure. I know this is not a part of the... um... Topics? Yes. Yeah. Um, But who did he talk to? Elon actually sat down with... Monroe, there it is. Uh, Sandy Monroe has uh, an engineering consultant company uh-huh. for the automakers where he basically buys everybody's car and then tears it down <laughs> and, you know, tells the other automakers, you know, what the, the good and the bad and the ugly. Okay. And he, back in 2018, tore down the Model 3 and basically just ripped it to shreds. Yeah. Compared it to a Kia in the 90s. Ooh, ooh, that has to hurt. Um, well, um, Elon Musk uh, actually sat down with him on February 2nd. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, 
basically started out the interview going, I thought your criticism was accurate. (laughs) (laughs) What? Then why do you charge $60,000 for this car? I don't know. It's a a 50-minute interview. And supposedly these, these two guys get deep in the weeds about automobile manufacturing. Which part of me is like, I like the weeds sometimes. I'm I'm surprised, Andy, that you haven't listened to this yet. It must have been a busy work week. Yes. Yes. Speaking yes, of busy work week, uh I I happen to know that you did not watch until today WandaVision. Yes. I know we don't have a topic for it, but can we like <laughs> can we slide that one in? How how does a show keep adding questions and not answering them, but not in a like random bizarre way, like lost. I was going to say like, wait, how does the show keep adding questions without answering that? That was lost. That was lost. Right. For- lost just kept adding more questions, but like lost did it with like bullshit stunts, right? Like, Oh, there's a polar bear, whatever. Yeah, like whatever happened to that polar like- bear. I have no idea. I've never saw Lost. There was the polar bear. There was the the um, the fog. There's something there was, about numbers. Yeah, the numbers. I don't know. The writer strike happened. <laughs> That's what you want to know. What happened to Lost? A writer strike. Same thing that happened to every good show in that era. At least we got Doctor Horrible out of it. But regardless. WandaVision keeps adding questions, but, like, not the way that Lost does it. I guess, uh, needless to say, spoiler alert, go watch WandaVision. It's really good. And we're, we're well, this is episode, episode five, five, right? Yeah, we're so, only, only on five. There are four, four more. four more to go. Yep. So five was the 80s, right? Yes. So... There's probably going to be another episode that is, uh, what? Okay, so either it's going to be the '90s, the noughts, and the tens, and then a finale episode, or there's going to be another one that takes place more outside of the the show within a show, kind of like how episode four was. Episode four didn't progress the time. No, it didn't. Yeah, it it was. <laughs> it interrupted this broadcast. Right. The decade didn't go on. No. So I'm guessing we're going to see... Oh, shoot. How many... There's only two more stones. So if there's three more commercials, that theory's out. Well, there could be one commercial that, like, again, wraps everything up together. What did you think of the episode, Andy? It, it felt interesting watching it bounce between. I was also kind of surprised that the episode... Uh, um. Episode was longer. Oh, God, yeah. This was like a 50-minute episode, right? Uh, it was 46. Well, and minus whatever the... Um, Credits. Yeah. But I think that's that might be the norm for the rest of the series, because now they have to deal with both the in-show and out-of-show stuff. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Here's my, my one, like, that's kind of weird. And granted, there were a lot of things that were kind of weird in the episode. At the end, the last question, and in fact, you repeated the question to me, which is what got me thinking about it. What was, do you remember the question at the end of the show? Who's that popsicle? Yeah. Uh, And immediately prior to that, Vision asks, who is this? Right? 
Vision knew Pietro. Like, they were together at the Battle of Sokovia. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they didn't recognize each other is a little weird. Like, how does she recognize him if Vision doesn't? And I, I guess there is an explanation for him not recognizing Vision if it's not the same Pietro. Any thoughts, Sad? <sighs> well, with... Wanda popping out Mm -hmm. and basically telling S.W.O.R.D. to leave her alone. Mm -hmm. We don't actually see how the interaction happens between her and the drone. Hmm. So what, you know, whoever is in control of the hexagon, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call it the hex. I mean, it's the hex, man. (laughs) <laughs> the hex that's that's the uh, in see, name, that's that's the in series name for it it's the hex uh see he said it yep um we don't see how she reacts to it like in in theory you know whoever's actually in control of this you know has very powerful reality bending yeah con- control so it's like i don't know i got to i got to watch her when she's out of the when she's out of the sitcom again. I mean, she was pretty pissed. Yeah. And also clearly very powerful. Yes. I saw a, a thing about the, there's a theory that the infinity stones can't be destroyed, right? They are a, a primal aspect of the universe. So when Thanos destroyed the stones, he didn't, he couldn't, but what he actually did was scattered the particles of the stones. And so their, their abilities, their powers were effectively disrupted. And everyone who was influenced by the stones, everyone who got their power from the stones have kind of reabsorbed more of that power. And thus Wanda has the power of all six infinity stones. Wouldn't Captain Marvel have them too? Yep. And Pietro, if he was still alive. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen Captain Marvel since Endgame. Really hard to say. Although I guess she'd have had that power during the interim period. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. And like, kudos to them for not... As much as I, I complain about it, doing it as a, like, serialized broadcast, doing it in uh episodes one every week like it's it's fun to be able to talk about things like this and theorize we're we're literally all on the same page again right right it's not like oh did you binge the whole series yeah it was really good man i can't believe that this happened like we gotta wait for that we won't know that happened that was part of the thing is like i knew it came out on friday morning and i'm just like nope i gotta stay stay away from everything online yep I've I've taken to using I didn't this week, but I've taken to using my lunchtime to watch it. Well, yeah, especially if the episodes were short. It was like, oh yeah, no, I can I can make my food, sit down, and still have time left over. Yeah, but man, if all the rest of them are gonna be like forty minutes long, that's gonna be pushing it. I think that's gonna be the new norm. Probably. I'm okay with that. It was really nice. God, what like. What freedom, though, not to have to be bound to the 27-minute runtime for the writers to be like, yeah, you know what? The episode can be as long as it needs to be. 
aim for like half an hour to 45 minutes. But however long you need to tell your story, do it. All right, we can get back to the topics if you want to get back to the topics. I'm just, you know, now that I've watched it, I'm finally able to like start pulling things back up again and reading the, the, um, you know, I'm, I, God, you're, I'm looking at these commercials and the Infinity Stone stuff, you know, it's an interesting parallel because it's all, you know, it's walking through Wanda's. I mean, it's clearly the, the traumas of her life, right? Yeah. Stark Toaster, Strucker Watch, Hydra Soap, Lagos was the city in South Africa at the start of Civil War, which took me a second to remember. Like, what the fuck is Lagos? Well, it, you know, that it was, it was like a huge thing, and but that kicked off Civil War, but it was like, oh, it was done? Right, right. But that, like, the tagline in it was like, for messes that you didn't intend to make. What was the what was the thing? Lagos paper towels. How do you clean up a mess you didn't mean to? <clears throat> yeah, for when you make a mess you didn't mean to. But come on, man. Come on. Tell me that liquid doesn't look like the ether. I know, which is that yeah. I mean it also looks like blood, right? Representing the blood that she spilled. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How about the um uh, aeronautics engineer line. Oh, who is she supposed to be talking about? Hmm. I don't know, man. Someone who specializes in cosmic radiation <laughs> with a, a focus on aeronautics and aerospace. I don't know, Andy. Who could she be talking about? Well, no, I. Marvel was a pilot, she wasn't an actual engineer. Oh, no, 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 no. She's not talking about Captain Marvel. You saw the way that they that that um, she reacted when they brought up Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is its own thing. Like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Reed Richards? Oh, yeah. In particular, hmm. as someone interested in cosmic background radiation. Man, I do have to say, though, I love when uh, Evan Peters showed up. That was hilarious. So I, I didn't, I had only seen First Class, or not First Class, Days of Futures Past. I hadn't seen any of the X-Men movies that came after that, so, like, I hadn't seen Apocalypse. So I only saw Evan Peters for, like, that couple scenes of Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it took me a second. I, I was watching it. I was watching the show and I'm like, I know that's a person like that's not Pietro from Avengers. That's not the Pietro from the universe. And you know, Darcy's like, oh, she recast Pietro. And I'm like, wait, who? And I had to go and look and be like, who was Evan Peter? Oh, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a whole thing, right? Like, what does that mean, Andy? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> now we have to wait until next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly that's going to play a big part next week, right? It's got to be. Of course, last week I was saying the same thing about Herb's line about uh, we are all blank. Uh-huh. Right? And there's this whole thing that Agnes clearly knows that there's like an element of a TV show going on. Right? She knows that things are not as they should be. Yeah. 
Man, I just, so many questions. But right, um, back to rockets. Sure. Yeah. And space. Rockets and space. Um, see, they're going to redo the SLS test. Yeah. Um, SpaceX was supposed to have two launches within 24 hours on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Was it Friday? No, Thursday. They were supposed to have two launches within t- uh, the same uh, uh, 28-hour period. Both from Canaveral? Uh, one from uh, Cape Canaveral, the other one from the Kennedy Space Center. They're t- basically, they're yeah, right next door to each <laughs> other. Okay. But technically two different places. Um, the first one went off fine. The second one they had to delay, and they're standing down until safety something-somethings. Oh, no. But that first one with uh, Rocket B-1060, um, the first stage, let's see, let me see where it was, uh, recently launched 27 days beforehand. So now... That's less than a month. Yeah. That is now the fastest turnaround time. Damn. For the quickest reusable rocket. Damn. Now, uh... Before the Falcon 9, uh, the space shuttle had a 54-day record turnaround. And now we're down to 27 days. Say that again? The space shuttle yeah. had a 54-day record. That 54 was the 54-day okay. record. That was the record. I didn't hear the 50. I was like, wait, okay. four-day record? That doesn't no, no, seem no. right. No, definitely 54 not. 54 days. Yes. And now we're down to 27. Yes. So half the time. Yes. In theory, they could... Double the launches. Yes. Well, then. I mean, that's a pretty intense (laughs) turnaround. That's the new record, yeah, 27 days. As I said, like, some restless nights in Boca Chica. And it seems in Florida, too. Yeah. The thing would have to land on the drone ship, and then it would take a couple of days for the drone ship to actually come (laughs) into port. Yep. Offload it. Run through. By that point, they've already downloaded the... the, um, Shoot, what are the the term? What's the term? The telemetry? Sure. Not the word that I was thinking. The word there's something about metrics. But we'll go with telemetry. Telemetry works too. Uh so they downloaded that and they're reading through it, right? And like mm-hmm. crunching the hell out of the data to make sure everything's working, that everything is good, and then get it back up. So yeah, no, that SpaceX crazy. Just crazy. SpaceX, absolutely crazy. Um, other SpaceX news. Uh, crew crew 2 launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, no earlier than April 20th, according to NASA. The Crew 2 is the one that's going to launch with, like, a full complement of people? Yes, four, four astronauts, two from NASA, mm-hmm. one from Japan, and one from the ESA. <laughs> How many people would that put up on the ISS? Well, that's a um, an excellent question because Crew One is still up there and uh, is not planning on coming down until uh, early May. Okay, but like they can only put so many people on that station at once, right? It's not a very big station. No, no, it's not. Well, they they did do a test with having um, crew members sleeping inside of uh, Crew One. It looked comfy enough to sleep in, especially in zero G or in microgravity. Yeah. I mean, hell, I've 
the, the chair that they had in that looks comfier than the chair I've got here that I'm sitting in now, and I've definitely fallen asleep in this chair. Okay, let's see. ISS Fan Club, current ISSQ crew. Uh, let's see. Current crew up there is ISS Crew 64, and that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 people up there right now. Let's see. They had, in 2019, they had 9 astronauts up there at one time. That's a lot of people. Yep. So, yeah, so there's going to be Crew 1 and Crew 2 Dragon capsules on the ISS at the same time. I mean, that's cool. Man, <laughs> somebody at Boeing is probably just not having a good day. Because it was supposed to be that fight between, you know, the, the Dreamliner or the Starliner, whatever it was called, mm-hmm. and, you know, the Dragon. And once again, SpaceX blew Boeing out of the water. And now there's going to be two of them up there. <laughs> Man, just nuts. Yep. Um, should we hit the randos? Yes. Yes, we should. I think there's uh, other stuff in my... here, but yeah. Yeah. It's my turn for review? Yes, it is your turn for a review. I would like to review food because Andy reviewed food last week. No, no, no. So I, reviewed, I reviewed food. drink. It's just consumable. Okay, yes. Calorie. Caloric consumable. I guess neither of us are reviewing food, but we are reviewing caloric consumables. Uh, Andy did a drink. He did the Coke with coffee or coffee with Coke, which now that I think about it, I make coffee every morning. What happens if I just pour Coke into it? Is that a thing that people do? I've, I've done that a couple of times where I've had some of my coffee and I poured, you know, a Coke into it. Or I had some Coke still left in my coffee cup and I poured coffee into it. So I, I've done it before. Uh, anyway, I'm going to be reviewing the gluten-free Oreos. Glute, gluten-free Oreos? Gluten-free Oreo cookies. Chocolate sandwich cookies. Now, there have been gluten-free knockoff Oreos. And I've I've had them, and they're okay. But, like, they're not an Oreo. Now, no. in all fairness, I haven't had an Oreo in 18 years. So I, I do need to depend on other people to tell me about the Oreo-ness of these Oreos. Uh, they sell them in the regular and the double stuff. And I did buy two packages of the double stuff and one package of the regular. And... They're good, Andy. They're really good. They're oh my god! It's it's they're they're absorbent. You can dip them in milk. I saw sometime in the last eighteen years between when I used to eat Oreos and now, I I saw someone do this and I've I've started doing it myself for eating an Oreo. Is you take it and you put it on a fork. You stick the fork between the cookies into the cream and then you use that to dip it into the milk. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that. Well, I did that. I did that about a dozen times before we started recording today. Uh, because, dang, this stuff is good. Like, it is, it, it's an Oreo. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's an Oreo. Like, it's really good. Um, I don't have much more to say than that. Like, I'm, I saw it in the store and I was thrilled and so excited, and I bought several packages. 
My friend's comment was, wow, I can't wait to see what Fat Dave looks like. (laughs) And my response was, that's a good question, and you might find out. Well, that will uh, be interesting to... I, you know, I, 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 I love my double stuff Oreos. Is, is, is it just original Oreos or there, are there multiple, are there uh, multiple? I mean, it's just the like original and double stuff. Okay. Hey, the double stuff's not bad. No, that's why I bought two packages of it. <laughs> Did you miss that part? <laughs> well, now, now I'm thinking I'm going to have to go get the double stuff gluten freeze and then. Yes. Yes, please do. Please do so that I know whether or not it's accurate. <clears throat> oh, the gluten-free ones say gluten-free on the cookie itself. Okay. Do they? Yeah. Above and below the Oreo. Oh, hey, sure enough. So, this means... It's very subtle. I can do a blind taste test. You could do a blind taste test. I mean... Buy, buy a pack of original, buy a pack yeah. of gluten-free. Yeah. Basically shuffle them together. Yep. And not look at them as you eat them. Not look at them as I eat. You do this literally as a blind taste test for, you know, and then literally try and see if I can sort them back out again after eating them because I'll be able to tell from the cookie which ones are which. All right. Now <laughs> I know what I'm doing for lunch. Okay. Fat Dave. One order of diabetes coming up. <laughs> fat Dave and Fat Andy. Yep. Hey, hey, hey. No, that's Fat Albert. And also, that's Bill Cosby. And are we allowed to like that anymore? I, I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. Can you appreciate the comedy? But, like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like going to an art museum and seeing Hitler's paintings. It's not... Yeah, I'm going to stop speaking. Well, let's hit the random topic and get you off that as fast as possible. Thank you. Random topic rolled ahead of time. (laughs) Keeping with the food theme. (laughs) The random topic, no joke, two words, instant rice. Lame. Oh my God, it's a godsend. What? I mean, I guess you kids. Yeah. But like, how long does instant rice take? Um, you got to boil some water. Yep. And then you pour the instant rice in and you let it sit for five minutes. Okay. And then it's done. Okay. So basically one of our, one of our go-to meals is doing sausage and side. Yep. So get, get some instant rice going and get the water going for the instant rice. Chop up my sausage. Yep. Um, as soon as the water starts to boil, you know, as I'm chopping up the sausage, throwing it into the pan, heating it up. Um, you know, as soon as the water starts to boil, throw the instant rice in there, throw that on the table, start up some steam microwavable vegetables. Basically, by the time the vegetables are done, the sausage is also done. The instant rice is done. And I've got, you know, sausage and rice with some sort of veggie, green bean, pea, something, you know, and I can throw all three of those in a bowl, mix it up and boom, you know, hearty, hearty dinner in 10 minutes. Is it is it that much? And again, I don't have kids, so I probably can't actually compare. But like, is it that much harder than like take out the instant pot, 
I measure out a cup of rice, I measure out two cups of water, I turn it on, and in like eight, nine minutes, there's perfect rice. Yes, but you need an Instant Pot for that. Yeah, so get an Instant Pot. They're, they're fantastic. Oh, I've heard. When have I steered you wrong in the kitchen, Andy? I don't know. I actually had an egg on my, my ham. I did hamburgers again tonight. Yep. And of course, you know. You put an egg on it? Yep. I, I, I feel like I should get, like, one of those rings. Oh, the, the like, egg ring? If you've got, like, a cookie cutter, that works, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a metal one. Yeah. Yeah, those work. I'm not sure if we have any metal cookie cutters. Don't and I'm not sure. One. Do we have any metal cookie cutters? <laughs> Kate said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, so you could, I mean, that's basically making like an egg McMuffin at that point, right? You take a little, uh, a ring cutter, you put it on the thing, you crack the egg into it. Because I've, I've, you know, I've, I, I got the egg in there, but trying to, like, contain the egg so it's the same size as yep. yeah, the that's, hamburger that's patty. That's the problem. But if I yeah. had just, like, a ring mold, then, you know, boom. Yeah. Yeah, use a little ring mold. Because uh, then it'll it'll even be, the, the white will stay a little thicker. And so that will protect the yolk a little more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a good idea, sir. Yeah, no, that's good, because, yeah, the... Now, now start adding some canned beets. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Andy. <laughs> They're really good. The Australians have this shit figured out, man. <laughs> but also get an Instant Pot and stop using Instant Rice. But Instant Rice is so easy. So is regular I... rice. I thought I, had, I thought I would have to rinse the regular rice, though. Do I not have to do that in an Instant Pot? I mean, if you want to, you can. You don't need to. It's a little extra starchy if you don't. But like, oh no, I have to rinse the rice. That adds 30 seconds. I just, I don't know if we have another space for another... Appliance. Appliance. I mean, for goodness sakes, our our slow cooker lives in the basement right now. Yeah. I was going to say, well, you could replace your slow cooker with the Instant Pot. But if your slow cooker is already in the basement, that is problematic. I do, at this point, like, half of my dinners are in the Instant Pot. It's getting to the point where I'm thinking of ordering a second vessel so that I, I can, like, cook one, take it out, cook with the other. <clears throat> and I just, the, for some reason, the Instant Pots went over big with all the engineers. So, you know, yep. if I get an Instant Pot, I'll have plenty of recipes on that. <clears throat> yep, there are tons of recipes out there. All right. I think that's it. Is I'm, that I'm it? sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening to this before lunch. <laughs> sorry. The food episode. The, the food. Oh, there's the title. On that yep. note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.